Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. With the Baker's Plus Card, it's easy to get lower than low prices. For the win! Earn fuel points on every purchase and save up to a dollar a gallon at the pump. The Baker's Plus Card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at bakersplus.com and start saving. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Hello and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show featuring Jason Zuck. Jason has been an intuitive psychic medium since 2004. This show will cover a variety of topics relating to spirituality, mediumship, self-improvement, and intuitive guidance. Whatever interests you, remember that we are all here to share and learn. Sit back and get ready to socialize with the social psychic. Hello and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show. This is Jason Zook. It's with great pleasure that I have the opportunity of interviewing special guest Melanie Barnum. Ms. Barnum is an author, psychic medium, hypnotist, intuitive healer, certified hypno coach, a certified Reiki master, a reflexologist, angel speak facilitator, certified coordinated room remote viewer, and a past life regression facilitator. Melanie has spent her life pursuing her spiritual path. She aims to assist others with connecting to their gifts by gathering an increased understanding of who they are and healing themselves through clarity and wisdom. Barnum lives by the mantra that what your mind believes, your body can achieve. She believes that all people possess the power to heal themselves and others from within, and that we are born with this ability and natural knowledge and only need the desire and determination to develop one's intuition over time. It's with great pleasure that I introduce Melanie to the show. Welcome to the show, Melanie. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, thank you for coming on to the show. I really appreciate having you as our featured guest for this episode. I was uh, just, uh, before we got on the air, I know we discussed how I became acquainted with you, which is a, a mutual friend of, of ourselves, uh, my friend Chris Esposito, who actually knows you through many years. And what I find intriguing with that is that we can have people lying right under our nose that might share a lot of similarities. And then I was there for Thanksgiving, and uh, he had recommended that I contact you since you're a close family friend of his. And when I was looking at your credentials, I was extremely impressed with your information. And I really wanted to uh, invite you onto the show as one of our guests. So thank you for agreeing to come on here. Oh, thanks again for having me. I appreciate it. And it is funny that, you know, synchronicities, right? The events that kind of lead up to be in people's lives. (laughs) Absolutely. I love synchronicity. When it happens, it's a a very sacred thing. My first question I want to ask you, started you on your path? Um, So essentially, I've always been intuitive. I've always read people, but I thought that that's what everybody did. I didn't realize that it was something different beyond what other people did. When 
I really started doing this on a professional level was about 20 years ago. I felt like somebody hit me over the head and I heard the words, you need to do this work now. And I kind of looked around and I said, what? (laughs) And I, you know, I, I questioned it because at the time I was the controller of a company. I had just had a brand new baby and I, I knew immediately what, you know, they or the universe, the other side, I knew what they were talking about. I knew what this work meant. And I kind of thought, what are you, crazy? There's no way I'm just going to hang up a shingle that says psychic. You know, I need to have more background. I need more knowledge. I need some, you know, I'm a Libra. I need left-right balance. Like, I need both sides of my brain to work. And so I kind of set out to learn as much as I possibly could about it. And I realized that I was actually pretty good at doing this. really came very natural. And I also knew from the moment that that happened that there was no way that I couldn't do this work. And once I started it, it just opened up the floodgates and everything was there. And since then, it's just been kind of a furthering development of part of my life. It's so interesting when you talk about that. Aside from synchronicity, I know from my vantage point, I launched myself on a professional level as a psychic, even though I still call this my hobby because I have my day job. And I started mm-hmm. that about two years ago in January. And like you, I didn't know which direction that would take, but I really enjoy being able to do this kind of stuff. And I feel like the more you're, in, the more you're entrenched in it and the more you work with people with it on a spiritual level, the more gratifying it can be for you. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you, I know you have several hats you wear. Out of the different roles of author, psychic medium, healer, hypnotist, counselor, Reiki master, which of these roles do you feel most comfortable with and why? Um, well, I kind of like to lump them all together, to be honest with you. I mean, anytime I do a reading, okay. I feel like I'm, I'm kind of doing a counseling session. Uh, I feel like, okay. you know, people people kind of come to me not just for, you know, psychic yes or no answers. They come to me because they, they need guidance. They need help. Um, and one of the things that I found is that I really, truly love being able to help people when they come in and, you know, I'm able to do a psychic reading. And for me, a psychic reading also kind of includes mediumship because that's where all the information is coming from. It's coming from the other side. It's coming from, you know, the energy that, we connect to their loved ones, to the guides on the other side. Um, so I feel like it kind of gets lumped all together for me personally, the way that I work. And helping others connect to their own intuition is huge. It's a huge part of that as well for me. And that's what the writing is about for me. The 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 books that I put out all have stories of readings that I've done that kind of help you to connect and to to understand what I'm trying to teach and what I'm trying to explain as an author and, and as a teacher to the reader. Um, but one of the things that I've been finding more and more that I just, it is really validating my work and what I'm really coming to realize is why I do this. Um, one of the main reasons why I do this is I've had more and more people come to me for readings where at the beginning of the reading, they're really kind of sad and down and depressed for whatever reason. And by the end of the reading, they essentially told me that that was it. They were ready to end their lives. And that, that to me, to have them by the end of the session, I'm getting goosebumps right now just talking about it. By the end of the session, sure. to have them laughing and to have them looking forward to the next day and to have them looking forward to what is coming 
whether or not I'm able to give them great news or not. You know, whether I can say, yes, you're going to get $10,000 in the mail by tomorrow, or, you know, no, that's not going to happen, but whether or not I'm able to do that, or it's just because we're able to say, you know, life is going to get better. Like, this is okay. And we're able to connect, and they know that there's more to this lifetime, that this is what I'm doing this for. By the end of the session, before we hang up, they're laughing, and they tell me, I've had, over the past couple of weeks, I've had numerous people tell me they were done. Like, they literally were done until they wow. called me, until they had a session with me. And to me, I'm still getting goosebumps. To me, that's what it's for. That's what it's all about. I hung up the phone from a session the other day. I was working from home, and I started to cry, and I called my husband in. He's working out in the shop, and I said, you know, honey, I, I just need to to talk to you about this. And I started crying, and he said, is everything okay? And I said, you know, this is this is what it means. This is why I do it. This is why so many of us are doing this now, because we're helping other people in ways that they they can't get help otherwise. And to me, you ask point. what, you know, yeah, you ask, like, what is the – the best part about my work, that's it right there. So whether I do it through a psychic reading, whether I do it because I'm able to help them learn for themselves how special and important each person is by reading my books, um, or, you know, whether it's through some other means, I'm helping to heal them in some way and connect them to their own energy and to the energy of their loved ones and their guides on the other side. And to me, like I said, it all kind of gets lumped together, and I love every bit of it. You know, I love the way you phrased that just now, that you were able to portray or demonstrate directly the impact you can have on someone's life when you do this kind of stuff. And I, I agree 100% with the way you just phrased it. The fact that you could have a significant impact on someone that comes to you who you may have never met before, and you can offer your gifts and your guidance to give that person some significant um, information that helps them to realize it's okay to hang on, you've got stuff coming in the future, or whatever it is but I definitely right. agree. I think that that's probably the most important aspect of this stuff is recognizing where you could help others heal. And in such a way, no one else can do that. There's only right. a certain way that this type of stuff heals someone different than other, other modalities. You know, if it's energy healing, which I know you're familiar with the Reiki, I, I know more pranic healing, but I've done mm -hmm. a little Reiki, but more pranic, you know, energy healing. But you have various modalities that you offer healing through your particular gifts and talents that very few people, and there's, there's other psychics or intuitives out there, but in terms of what can be offered, because a lot of people think they can go to, a, go to a psychic or an intuitive and just find out about, you know, whether or not their job's going to change or they're going to move, like superficial answers. Some of them don't right. really think of the, of, the, of the degree or the significance of the impact that could actually be provided in the proper setting and, and the right format of how, you know, the synchronicity, you know, bringing the right people to you for their particular needs, and you happen to have the skill set that meets those needs and satisfies it completely to effectuate a real healing and transformative experience. And I do, I do agree with you. I think that's the significant power and the catalyst that helps us to definitely dedicate our energy and our spirit and our passion to this because uh, it's challenging. Obviously, like anything, there's challenges to it. But the rewards are in such a way that you really can't quantify the reward other than knowing that you're really helping and working with quality people and helping them to understand something about themselves or that they get clarity 
on an issue that's been bothering them for a significant period of time. Um, I wanted to, I right. wanted to ask you, and, and that's a great point you raised because that, that in terms of the interviews I've done with, with different psychics or people have come on the show, I haven't had anyone describe it that way. It's always been, and that's what I love about having different people on with your different perspectives is your approach here shows that, that how, how direct of an impact you can have working with somebody in, in a groundbreaking way for some time. And a therapist can work with their talents and gift sets or whatever it is, but then you can potentially pick up on a deceased loved one and relay information to them that only they and the loved one know that potentially would be a breakthrough for them. And that's, that's you know, amongst other things. But I, I think right. that's a great way of phrasing it in terms of your own personal spiritual path. Well, you know, I think that what we're able to do for them and, uh, you know, I, I also believe, I just want to preface this by saying I believe very strongly that, you know, I am very, very lucky to be able to do this work. I am very, very blessed to be able to do this for other people. And, you know, I thank the universe every single day that I'm able to do this because I don't think it's anything to do with me. I think it gets channeled right through me. So, you know, I think that I'm extremely lucky to be able to do this. But we give them hope. The readings give them hope that there's something else out there for them. It gives them hope to continue. And it's not fake hope. It's not false hope. It's real hope, something that they can actually believe in, something that's more tangible to them um, to believe in. So whether or not they're going to get the job, that's, that could be a pretty important thing for them. Um, whether or not their you know, spouse is, is cheating on them or is going to leave them, that, again, is a pretty important thing in their lives. But more than that, that covers and encompasses kind of everything going on is that we're able to give them hope. And I think that that is just huge. And I think, you know, like you said, going to therapy is fantastic. I would never in a million years try and take the place of a therapist or a medical doctor or anything like that. But I do think that we play a very special role and something that, you know, can only be done by somebody like us. And I think that, I love that. you know, yeah, I, I don't think that we are, you know, being psychics and professional mediums. I don't think that we are the be all and end all. I don't think that, you know, we're the only ones that can do this for people. But I do think that for some people, this is what they need. This is how they need to connect. This is how they need to kind of turn the switch off. Um, that switch that is making them feel useless or worthless or, you know, want to end everything. I think that this is, you know, how we turn the switch back on for them to lighten them back up, to brighten their world, and to give them hope. And like I said, there's so much false hope out there that to be able to give them real hope because it's what we see or what we, you know, believe or what we feel intuitively. And to Definitely. share that with them, you know, I mean, that's to me, that's huge. That goes beyond anything else in my eyes. You know, you put it a good day when you get goosebumps and you're, and you're emotional <laughs> thinking, wow, the impact <laughs> I just had with this client I worked with. And I, yeah. I had those various days of the week around my schedule. And it make, every time it happens to me, I take a step back and think, this is not about me at all. This is what right. I enjoy doing. And I love helping people. And it just makes me feel really good in that right. altruistic way that you can help. Even if you're getting paid for your time, which everyone gets paid for their time. Everyone who cleans right. windows or one of those issues, I think some people, I had to go through that challenge for myself because I have a career as an attorney. And I'm like, well, if, I'm a, if, if I go out as an intuitive psychic on the side, how, how am I going to, you know, figure out what I charge? Or, and I, I researched it. And over time, I got more comfortable with the idea of thinking, you know what? 
if I drafted a document or agreement for you as an attorney, I would bill you for my time for that. So there's no difference in billing you for that if I have the talents to connect you with your deceased grandmother and today's her birthday and you came to see me and if it works out, I don't feel guilty about that anymore. And I shouldn't say guilty, but I don't feel awkward saying that this is right. my services, this is my time. But more importantly than that, money doesn't buy the value of what we can do and how we can help people. And I think that's the most significant aspect of it is giving people that hope like you mentioned. It, it, it's, it's, there's no value to that. It, it, it's priceless. Especially well, you know, the there's, also, yeah, there's also the exchange of energy. Because if you give something away for free, and I'm not saying that you can't, because I do readings for people quite often, um, you know, for either a way reduced rate or for free for whatever reason, or I donate a lot of my time or my books or whatever. Um, but reading is, you know, it, it's an exchange of energy. So if you're giving it away for free, people tend to not pay attention to what you're saying. And believe me, I've done it many times, and I've found this to be true. If you give away a reading for free, people just kind of blow it off. But once they pay for it, they put more value to it. Um, and they pay attention to what you say. They write it down. They keep notes on it. I have people that have come to me for over 10 years, repeat customers that come to me, you know, like every six months. Or, um, you know, people that have come to me now for like five years that come every couple of months. And the stuff that I tell them, I don't remember things, by the way, when I do readings. It goes right through me and right to Neither them. Neither do I. Neither yeah. do so I. So the, the stuff that I tell them, they come back and they tell me they had it written down or they took, you know, a picture of my notes or whatever. Um, so they come back and they tell me exactly, you know, what I told them maybe three years ago has now come to fruition with the names and the people that I told them about and what has happened that I told them was going to happen. And, you know, like I said, if they didn't pay attention to what I was saying because I gave it to them for free, they wouldn't remember that stuff, and I certainly wouldn't remember it. So there's an sure. exchange of energy. Depend, you know, it doesn't matter what you're paying for, but you're exchanging energy. So you put more value on something that you're paying for. It's just, it's just a reality. You're right. I want to ask you a, a follow-up question about I know your experience you do work with helping others learn how to develop their intuitive abilities. Um, one other question I want to ask you, for anyone who's listening to our episode, they may think they get hunches. They may, I used to call it vibes 15 years ago when I first started out. I was like, oh, I think I'm getting a vibe about this, whichever way. It's trying to internalize what exactly you're experiencing with additional information that doesn't come through your, your physical senses, but as, as you call it, your intuitive senses or your psychic senses. And my question to you would be this. If someone's listening to our episode right now and they, aren't, they don't have many people in their life that encourage them to pursue their intuitive gift or abilities, um, what recommendations would you make to that person about developing their insight and becoming more confident and potentially exploring their intuitive gifts to help themselves and help others in their lives? Well, one of the things that I always tell people, especially if you don't have people that you can get out there and play psychically with, without a doubt, get good, some good books that you can do exercises in. Um, all of my books in particular, I have five books out now and I have a sixth one coming out next year. Um, every single one of them has exercises in it so you can practice learning how to tune in and using your psychic abilities. Um, and there's exercises in there that start from the very, very beginner to more advanced. doesn't matter whether you use my books or somebody else's books, but if you're doing it on your own, that's one of the best possible ways to start practicing because you can do these exercises and you don't need anybody else to help you. 
And they're exercises that you can validate the information that you're getting. And when you're first starting out or when you're starting out, you know, trying to tune in and trying to tune into your vibes or your hunches or, your, you know, you're trying to use your intuition, you need to be able to validate what you're getting because otherwise you can be going through life for the next, you know, two months thinking that you're hitting everything and that all of your intuitive vibes are dead on when in reality maybe they're all wrong. You know, you're getting bad information because you're not interpreting it correctly. So you want to have some way to validate what you're getting. And when you're doing the exercises, when you're actually doing the work and putting the work in and you can validate whether or not you're hitting and whether you're getting psychic hits, then that's the best way to do it when you have to do it on your own. Now, I just actually held a workshop the other day um, and I had people that were teenagers through probably 70 years old. And every one of them was at a different you know, a different level of their own intuitive awareness. And uh, there was a mother and a daughter there. And the daughter was definitely very in tune. um, And she had tried using some tarot cards. And her grandmother saw the cards and flipped out and said, they're evil, they're bad, they're terrible. You have to get rid of them. And she threw them out. And it really freaked her out. And so the mom said, you know, what do I do? I don't, I'm kind of caught in the middle. I'm not really sure what to do. Do I do I encourage my daughter because I know she's intuitive or do I believe my mom that this is an evil thing? And I said, you know, first of all, you have to do what you want to do, but your daughter has to do what she wants to do. And as far as developing her in her own intuition, her own psychic abilities, she has to decide what's right for her. So if, if you don't have people around you that don't believe in what you do, then don't talk about it with them because they're only going to try and put you down. They're only going to try and shut you off. And that's not going to help your, you know, your practice at all. If you have people that are around you that are totally against what you're doing, don't discuss it with them. Work on it on your own. And you're going to find that you start to develop your energetic abilities better. And once you start to do that, you will start to attract other like-minded people to you. But if you sit there and you try and convert anybody into believing or into practicing what you know to be true, and they're adamant that it's not true or that they don't believe in it, it's just in the long run going to hurt your relationship and it's going to hurt you in general. So it's not worth trying to convert it. Do it on your own. And there's, like I said, there's plenty of books. Every single one of my books can help you. Other books can help you as well. Um, I also have a deck of cards called Psychic Symbols Oracle Cards, and they're, they're also a great way to practice tuning into your intuition, tools out there that you can get where you can get validation and learn how to tune into your intuition. I wanted to ask you, actually, since you brought it up, I figured now it's probably time to ask you about your psychic symbol oracle cards. What motivated you to come up with those? And how, how do you feel that someone from our audience could benefit by using them? Um, well, what motivated me to come up with those is my first book was the book of psychic symbols, Interpreting Intuitive Messages. And I found that so many people were asking me, you know, how can I like kind of tune into a symbol every day? And I said, well, the best way to do it, I think, is to kind of write down different symbols and just pick them. And then I realized, wait a second, (laughs) you know, I'm going to make a deck of cards because I think that this is a phenomenal idea. And so now, you know, I put together this deck of cards, which has um, their full color. So there's a lot of color information you can get just by glancing at the cards. 
um, there's an image on every card that you can get information from immediately and, you know, just visually. There's, you know, the actual word of what the card is. Um, and then there's a full description on the bottom of the card. So you're able to read the cards very easily, very plainly, very simply, but then you can also take it deeper. So anybody in the audience, if they wanted to buy the cards, they could just go onto my website, melaniebarnum.com, and order an autographed copy from me directly, an autographed deck from me directly. And there's you know, a simple explanation on how you may uh, choose to do a spread, like a card spread in the deck itself. Um, but you can pretty much use them any way you want. You can pull a card for the day. You can pull a card to help you answer questions about a situation. Um, if you have a question about how a situation is going to turn out or, you know, what's going on with a specific uh, relationship or possibly, you know, how's this job going to go or, um, you know, am I going to win this lawsuit kind of thing? Like what's going to happen with this lawsuit? Is it in my best interest to go on this radio show with Jason today? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can you can pull a card for pretty much anything and then you can do a, a card spread just like you would with a, uh, tarot deck. That's great. But they're they're very yeah. accessible, right. so anybody can use them. Well, I like the fact that you're offering these products for people, these books and these cards and other things. Anything out there that can help educate somebody who's not familiar with this stuff for the first time, I feel like that's I, – I believe there's a strong renaissance going on right now with all this Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. Like, and I've learned that more as I do my podcast than even before that because I've found some really intriguing hosts like yourself – I'm sorry, some guests like yourself who have different topics that they come on to discuss. And I find that the response I get from the audience after the show, if it's a particular episode that's really intrigued somebody, I'll get information via email where they'll follow up with me. And it's really great to hear that we have information that is entertaining people and also, though, is motivating people to, to think differently than perhaps they may have viewed things before tuning into the show or other shows. And I really like that a lot. Let me ask you this. With everything that you've been doing, how many years have you been doing the spiritual stuff? That would be my first question with you. Um, like I said, I've been doing it probably almost 20 years professionally. Okay. Okay. Wow. So that, you got a great extensive depth of uh, involvement. For me, I, I did it for about 12 years privately, you know, just working with people, one-on-one -on -one friends, family, or close people referred to me as a hobby. And then I didn't start mm -hmm. doing it more professionally until about a year ago. No, two years. Right. So uh, you have a much more deeper uh, history, I should say, and prior experience. When you first made the decision to take the plunge and hang your shingle, so to speak, mm -hmm. did you, what was the greatest challenge you found at that particular time 20 years ago from people in your life? Did you notice any challenges, or challenges from anybody, or was everyone overall pretty supportive of your decision? Well, well, it's interesting because it's kind of the same thing as it is now. You run into people that, you know, don't believe in it at all. And you run into people that will say, oh, that's great to your face and then talk about you behind your back. <laughs> okay. And then, you know, I mean, you're always going to get that. This is not like the typical job. I was, a, I was an accountant, you know, and then I owned a store. Sure. And then I was a psychic. You know, it's not like it's a typical job. <laughs> you know, it, sure. you know, it's not something that most people have on their resume. So when you tell people what you do, I mean, I run into people that I went to high school with, and they're like, "Wait a second, you do what? What is it? Wait, what?" <laughs> and then, you know, I've had 
I've literally had people that tell me, oh, they've tried to save me through, you know, church and Jesus. And, and I tell people all the time, look, you know, this is, this is what I do. This is who I am. And I'm not trying to take away from what you do and what you believe in. And, you know, I don't necessarily believe in organized religion, but I don't say that you can't believe in organized religion. If that gives you hope and that gives you comfort, go right ahead. But I don't need to be saved. So these same people that are trying to save me because they think I'm, you know, doing the devil's work, and believe me, there's a lot of people out there that will tell you you're doing the devil's work. These same people will have a crisis in their life, whether it's a death of a loved one or a crisis, you know, financial crisis or a career crisis. They're the first ones that will come to you and say, what do you get about this? Can you connect me to my, you know, loved one that just passed? What do you think about this? So, you know, it's always kind of a, a... almost a hypocritical thing where they don't believe, they don't believe, don't believe until they need you. And, you know, what I tell people is the same thing that I told that teenage girl the other day is, look, you don't have to prove it to anybody. And, you know, your gift is truly a gift. So don't try and make yourself out to be um, any better. Don't let your ego get in the way of of doing this work because it's it's just not going to work out for you. So what I tell people all the time is, yeah, this is what I do. This is who I am. But I'm also, you know, a lacrosse mom and I'm a wife and we have two dogs. I have two beautiful daughters. <laughs> I have a you know, wonderful husband and we're very normal. You know, I drive a Mustang like I'm just a normal person. <laughs> I don't I don't walk around with like, you know, flowing scarves and skirts with big. Well, I do wear big giant hoops. But besides that, like, you know, I'm not like. I'm not like a woo-woo psychic. I'm a very normal person, but I happen sure. to be very psychic. I, well, it's interesting, too, because as you're saying that, I think to my past in the last five years, for example, my legal profession here in Tampa, normally I wouldn't tell my lawyer colleagues that I have this intuitive ability, but now that the podcast has been going forward, people have tuned into it and they've learned that about me, that now it's almost as if it's a given when I talk to people who I'm closer with than our colleagues of mine, they know that side of me. And it's mm-hmm. something that I, I, I guess at some point while we do this, you get to a comfort level where you're like, you are who you are. You know, just like you right. described that you're a lacrosse mom. Well, we have our normal lives that we live like everyone else. And then we just happen to have this extra hat that we put on that when people need our guidance or advice, we tune into something that gives us certain information that works out to be very hopefully validating to people and helpful to people. And I think that that's definitely a, 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 an interesting point to make that I always tell everyone I work with, everyone probably has some level of intuition within themselves. They just have to learn how to connect to it and, and yeah. interpret, like you said, interpret it. And when you do that, it could really make you I, – I, I always say that my intuitive gift is a great icebreaker. When I go into a room of people I don't know anybody, I've been invited to weddings in the past couple of years where I become the – informal entertainment <laughs> when i get a few drinks with me people will start saying oh there's a psychic here where is he and next you know i'm talking to all different people and i always enjoy doing it anyway but um that's why i call myself the social psychic but um one of the things i wanted to follow up with you about in terms of a question is what's your viewpoint i know you do some past life regression work what mm-hmm. is your viewpoint on past lives because i've had a lot of people ask me about them and not everyone and sometimes, you know, uncover that about themselves. But with your work with past life regression, I wanted to ask you, what is your viewpoint on it? And how has your experience been working with different people over the years in this area? 
I definitely believe in past lives. I know that we'll have lived lives before they've lived this lifetime. Um, everybody's different. Everybody's had different lifetimes and not, you know, we all don't go through the same amount of lifetimes. Uh, I also think that we, you know, go through lives or lifetimes with kind of pods of people. So, you know, we go through lifetimes with different family and friends and we kind of carry them through in different ways. Um, throughout different lifetimes. And I don't think we have the same exact ones every time, but we do have a lot of the same people and in different uh, different functions or, you know, different positions in our lifetimes. We're not always the same. Um, we don't always play the same role with the people that we go through lifetimes with. Um, but we continue going through these lifetimes because we have things to learn and we have kind of not just lessons, but things to learn about life. And I think that that's a big part of why we kind of keep coming back and why we're here. And I think that uh, I've talked before about organized religion. And I have nothing against um, people who, you know, go to church on a regular basis. If it gives them comfort and they're not hurting anybody, I think that that's fantastic. I think it's something that they need. It feeds their spirit. I think that's great for them. Um, but I do think that as you evolve and you go through many different lifetimes, um, I think that you end up finding spirituality in a different way. And, you know, that's one of the things that happens depending on how many lifetimes you've led or, you know, how many kind of lessons you've learned. Um, I think that as you go through each lifetime, you also kind of develop a stronger sense of just knowing that love is what's kind of the most important thing and being kind. I know it sounds so cliche, but it's really true. Um, just love and being kind. And I'm not saying that we don't need like the yin and yang, the balance in life, because we do, you know, we need the good, the bad, because there's a balance. Um, but kindness is huge. And we all need to, to learn to kind of put that first in each lifetime. And that, that's kind of a huge lesson. Um, being able to do for others before we do for ourselves or being able to help others with no thought as to what we're going to get from that or what we'll get back from that. I think that's also a big part of, um, you know, coming back in a new lifetime. And, you know, I've had many, many people that have uh, gone through past life regression with me who have come out of it and realized why they're going through what they're going through this lifetime. And it's because of something that happened in the past life. And they're able to then switch what they're dealing with in this lifetime quite easily, even though they may have been trying for many, many years to change something or to fix something or to help themselves with some situation. And once they realize, kind of once they uncover or discover what may have caused that from a previous lifetime, it changes everything in this lifetime. And so I think that that's phenomenal. Do you believe that negative information can follow someone from a prior life, a lifetime or a past life to be worked out in their current lifetime? Because some people have asked me those questions. In other words, let's say they have a really hard time committing in a relationship in their current life and they go through some type of past life regression therapy or work with you or someone else and they learn that in the prior life they were a if they're male in this life or female in this life, in the prior life, they've learned they were a womanizer or they were misogynist. And that negativity, the one person believes that might be something that they're working through at this stage of their life. Do you think that that could be something that carries over as part of our learning experience? 
in these different existences? Because that's always been something I've been very intrigued with. Um, I absolutely do believe that, but I also believe that because a lot of people are quote unquote into past life stuff nowadays, I think that people also blame past life issues a lot. So I think that we need to make sure that we take responsibility for what we're doing now in this lifetime um, and not just say, okay, well, it was a past life thing. Like I need to, you know, it's not going to fix it or it's a past life thing. Like until I figure that out, I'm not going to be able to change this lifetime. I think we need to take responsibility now. And if that involves also going back and, and looking at past life experiences to bring forward change for this lifetime, I think that that's a good start. Um, but I do think that there's kind of a mix. I don't think that that will instantly fix things. I do think that that's a good place to start. Okay. Um, in this lifetime and in all of our lifetimes, we also have the ego, and the ego tends to get in the way for all of us, for a lot of things. So, you know, we have to kind of look at our ego, too, and whether our ego is, in this lifetime, creating us, creating problems for us. You know, whether it's our ego that's creating problems in a relationship or committing in a relationship in this lifetime, or whether it was our ego that caused problems in our last lifetime, and our ego is what carried through. So maybe it's not just relationships. Maybe it's our ego that, you know, is kind of out of control and we need to fix that. So maybe it's not just about relationships. Maybe it's about something else. That's a great else. point. Yeah. Definitely. Well, and I, and I think the way you've answered that just now, it's various contexts. It may not just be in the relationship context. It could be in any type of context, whatever that exactly. is. Exactly. Um, one of the things I want to ask you about was as a certified angel speak facilitator, what <laughs> exactly do you do in that, in that role? And if you could explain that to our audience, that might be something that they're not very familiar with. Sure. Well, it's funny because I actually don't do do work with that anymore. But um, okay. that was when I first started out. When I set out to kind of learn everything that I possibly could, it just so happened synchronistically <laughs> okay. um, that I was going to see uh, the author, one of the authors of a series of books called Angel Speak. And... Um, they were psychics in their own right, and they communicated with angels, and they channeled these books called Angel Speak. And it was about kind of automatic channeling and manifesting and um, automatic writing. And I just so happened to be going to see one of them, um, the authors, the next day, the, the day after I felt like I was hit over the head and I heard those words. And so I said, okay, if I'm going to do this, then we're going to talk about this today. And when I walked in, she said, you know, I feel like you're on the edge of something big, like you're about to start something huge. So when I met with the author of the Angel Speak series, she essentially said, I met with her because she uh, was going to do a reading on me. And she essentially said, I see you on the edge of something big. Like you're about to jump into this new thing and you, you're going to jump in with both feet and you're going to be really good at it and you need to do it. And I said, oh, my gosh. And I said, this is what it is. And, you know, this is what just happens. You know, any way I can get training. And she said, well, it just so happens we're doing a week-long training starting next week um, for Angel Speak wow. facilitators. And so that's how that all started. And essentially, Angel Speak is really just learning how to tune in and listen to do automatic writing from your angels. Um, you know, you can do automatic writing kind of any way, but they did it in a specific way. And so I learned how to do it through their teachings. Um, and, it's, okay. you know, some people believe more in angels than in psychics. Um, some people believe more in communicating with their angels than they do with talking to dead people. So, 
it really kind of um, resonates more with some people to do angel work than it does with others. Um, and I found that over the years that some people are just more comfortable when you call it, you know, like angel speak facilitating versus automatic writing. Um, just because they feel like it's kind of healthier, it's a healthier connection for them. Well, especially if they identify with certain things like angels over, say, loved ones or an intuitive exactly. psychic medium doing it directly. I can understand that. And yeah, when you exactly. mentioned automatic writing, when you mentioned automatic writing, I've done that in the past where I'll literally sit at my keyboard on my computer with Microsoft Word open and I'll try to see if I pick up anything about a missing person, for example, or someone who's trying to come through to relay a message. And uh, it's interesting how that works because literally I feel like the keyboard, obviously I'm typing, but I'm not paying attention and I, I get the information that seems, you know, rather unique from that process. So right. uh, it's definitely, you know, and some people might be skeptical and say, how, how does that work? Well, I would say meditate and see if that's something that you find from experience if it works for you. I, I always tell people when it comes to this stuff, it's always good to have an eclectic approach, uh, be open-minded to what what modalities work best for the individual you're working with or for the person that you're going to see um, right. for that particular aspect of things. What's on the plate coming up for you? I know you said that a new book's coming out next year, and I wanted to ask you what will that new book be about and what motivated you to write it, to work on sure. it? Sure. Uh, um, so my newest book uh, through Llewellyn, who is my publisher, um, is coming out in July, I believe, of 2019, and it's called Psychic Development Beyond Beginners. So it's a little bit more, um, I shouldn't say that beginners can't use it because beginners absolutely can still uh, use it and read it, and it will definitely still be helpful to them. But it also takes it a little bit further and goes kind of into a more intermediate stage. So um it really helps kind of take you to the next level. So if you're already working with your intuition and you're already, you know, you've already kind of read all my other books um, or read a lot of other books about, you know, beginner stuff or you feel like you have a handle on a lot of it and you want kind of a more in-depth book, then this one is for you. It's very, it's written very much in the same way as all of my books in that they all have true stories and you know, they're all kind of written like novels where they share stories of real psychic readings and, you know, kind of give you that wow factor of, you know, how could you possibly have done that or how could you have known that or how could that have happened? But then they also have exercises on how to do that. Um, so the stories kind of help explain the concept that I'm talking about and the concept that I'm sharing with the reader. Um, and so my newest book, like I said, Psychic Development for or Beyond Beginners is kind of just taking that to the next level. So it has a little bit more in-depth information. And it's interesting because when you ask people who are practicing psychics and authors, because I did this, I went around and I asked a bunch of people that I know that are that are psychics and authors and that are friends or um, just acquaintances, um, but professionals and people that are also, like I said, published authors and professionals. And they've been doing this work probably longer than I have. I went around and I asked them all, what does it mean to you to uh, develop beyond a beginner? And there really was no consistent answer because for everybody it's different. Developing beyond a beginner level is something special for everybody. So this book I tried to encompass kind of going deeper um, than you would kind of touching the, on the basics as a beginner. Go, taking everything a little bit deeper is what the book is really about. 
And I think that that's what being an intermediate or going beyond a beginner is really about. It just takes you deeper. That's great. Well, they say that in order to go uh, further along in your passion, you have to have the experience, you got to put the time into it, and you've got to have those, those benchmarks. So even as yep. an intuitive healer or psychic medium, you've had 20 years of experience that you can rely upon to share with others in, in these newer works that, okay, you've already listened or you already read my other books. Now this is one step deeper into the process to help you should you decide to take the plunge and want to start your own intuitive practice, even if it's part-time working with people or if it's an online thing. It sounds great that you can do that and add those right. more advanced levels to work with people. Right. I'm also putting together no, but, a book right now. I'm just finishing it up that uh, should be ready before Christmas. Um, that's going to be available either only on my website or on Amazon because I'm going to self-publish this one. It's going to be a shorter book, and it's going to be manifesting for the year. So it's going to be about um, like 52 weeks of manifestation exercises, and there's going to be 52 different manifestation exercises for manifesting different things that you may want to get out of your life or change in your life. So manifesting a new career, manifesting um, an abundance of money, uh, manifesting a new relationship, manifesting friends, manifesting um, a great home life, manifesting a new home, um, you know, all those types of things. And I'm putting that together, like I said, and hoping to get it out before Christmas so that people can start uh, buying it or downloading it, it should be available as a book form or as an ebook form um, before Christmas. So hopefully people will be able to get that as well. In a future episode, I would love to have you come on and talk about the power of manifestation if you're ever interested in the future. Um, sure. Once you finish your book, that might be something we could do next year after the new year, depending on your availability. I would love to have that as a, an additional topic um, sure. for our audience if that's something that intrigues you. I'm sorry. One of my books now, uh, The Steady Way to Greatness, is about manifesting your own personal greatness already. So uh, manifesting is definitely something that's very dear to my heart. So I would absolutely love to come back on and do that. I would love that as well because I, I, I'm so happy to have you on talking generally about the stuff you do. And then anytime I have a guest that has other areas that haven't been covered yet by our show, I always – find that if that's something that we could invite you back to discuss, and since you've already written one book on it and you're doing another one, especially the 52-week format, I don't know many books out there that cover that. So that's very, very cool uh, for any prospective person to, to, to look at. Because we all go through the end of the year review when you look at your right. year every December going into the holidays and going into the new year, and you think to yourself, okay, I want to do X, Y, or Z for my resolutions. Or think about the, the increased surge of gym membership that people join gyms and they try to incorporate these new habits into their lifestyle. And I feel like manifestation is a, a critical key to all of that, a critical component. So I, I wish you the greatest success with that. What's your new book going to be called? The one that's coming out right around Christmas time? <laughs> I'm terrible. My memory is horrible. I have to tell you it's shot. But I I think okay. it's called uh, Manifesting Your Year, Making Your Wishes Come True. But you'll be able uh, to look up great. my name, just Melanie Barnum, and you'll be able to find everything. My newest book through Llewellyn, which is available in July, like I said, of next year, is already on Amazon, available for pre-order. Um, all my other books great. are available anywhere, including my own website or on Amazon or Barnes & Noble or you know wherever you look my name up, you'll find them. 
Um, but this other one, like I said, I'm going to self-publish this. It's going to be a shorter, shorter book. Great. And hoping to get that out before Christmas. So. Sounds like you got a busy few weeks up ahead. <laughs> yeah, I do. I know we're coming to the end of this episode, at least. My one question I want to ask you: It does appear that you believe very heavily in, obviously, the power of manifestation. And the one quote that I introduced you with was, "What your mind believes, your body can achieve." I want to ask mm-hmm. you, where'd you get that quote from, and what motivated you to make that one of your main things that you highlight about yourself? Um, well, it's interesting because I am a certified hypnotist, and one of the the biggest kind of hypnosis beliefs is just that. It's that quote, what your mind believes your body can achieve. So if you believe in something strong enough, you can achieve it. You know, it, it doesn't mean that if you're, you know, five foot four and you believe that you're really a six foot tall person inside, you're going to grow that extra you know, eight inches, that's not going to happen. <laughs> but what your mind <laughs> believes your body can achieve truly means that you have this greatness inside of you and you can achieve or at least achieve the the feeling of greatness um, in whatever areas of your life that you want to, whatever areas of your life that you believe you can, you will. So, you know, that quote essentially just means that if you believe it, you can achieve it. So, like I said, believing is really the key to making changes in your life. Great. I want to thank you for coming on. Uh, just so that our audience can refer to your website, where would they find you? Is it in terms of the best website to look up your information? Um, it's just my name. So it's MelanieBarnum.com. And okay. you can also find me on Facebook. I interact with people a lot on Facebook. I think it's, like I said, I have my memory is shot nowadays. But I think it's Melanie Barnum. If you put in Melanie Barnum Psychic on Facebook, it'll pop up. It's like Melanie Barnum Psychic Symbols, Hypnosis, and something else. Um, but if you put in okay. Melanie Barnum Psychic, it'll pop up. Um, so you can like my page. I post cards and things like that a lot. You know, you'll be able to go on there. I just had some giveaways where I gave away some books. You know, so it's, it's kind of in your best interest to follow me if you want to. Um sure. But I also post, you know, events and things that I'm doing on there, too. So, Do you have other social media presence like YouTube or anything other than Facebook, just in case our audience um, I don't out. really – yeah, I don't really do too much on YouTube that often just okay. because I am not that organized. Um, I really should. I know I should. <laughs> but I also have uh, Instagram and Twitter, so and it's Melanie Barnum Psychic. You can look me up. Um, everything pretty much, if you put in Melanie Barnum Psychic, you'll find me. If you go on my website, all my links are on there as well. So you can connect to me that way. I really like having you on today because I like having a fellow intuitive psychic medium, but you have a lot of other badges that you have as well. Uh, It's it's great to get your insight uh, for our audience to learn more about you and learn about what you've been doing and just your own personal touch on this stuff. I know every single one of us has our own path. We have our own road that we follow. And we do it in our own way. We may have similar talents, but we all pursue those differently and express those differently. And I love the fact that you have these phenomenal books that are coming out about manifestation for this upcoming year, as well as your other books. And I I just want to thank you for agreeing to come on our show and sharing your information with our audience. I think they're really going to enjoy this episode. Oh, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. And happy holidays. Happy holidays, and I will follow up with you about that manifestation episode because I think that would be great for the uh, coming up new year. (laughs) 
So, yeah, great. I, I agree. All right, Jason. Thank you so <laughs> thank much. Thank you so much. Have a great holiday. Thank you. Good luck. Thanks. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye. I just want to thank our audience for tuning into this episode. Special guest, Melanie Barnum, author, psychic medium, and intuitive healer, among other roles that she uh, expresses her gifts through. I would highly encourage you to check out her website and her social media presence. I have looked at her books, and I think they're phenomenal. Highly recommend them to anyone interested in reading to gain further clarity about these various topics that we covered today. I also want to personally thank one of my best friends from college, Chris Esposito, for introducing me to Melanie uh, Barnum for this episode. And I just, each of you, for supporting our show, we recently partnered with or we're on the platform for radio.com. Very excited about that opportunity as we continue to grow into the new year. This show has existed since March 25th of this year, so we're uh, moving full steam ahead. If there's any content recommendations or any information you'd like to suggest, uh, you can always contact me at info at the letter D, socialpsychicradio.com. You could also look up my information through social media such as Facebook and Instagram in terms of wanting to look at any content I might offer, either through this show or any other aspect of this stuff. I, I look forward to challenging you as you go into your holiday season to spend the best time possible with your family members and loved ones, to take a step back if you feel anxious or overwhelmed by the holidays, and to remember more importantly than anything else that we're here to cherish one another and that we try to make the best of our situations, whatever those are. And there's always a shortage of love in this world, so the more love you can express to those in your life, the better it is for everyone involved. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Social Psychic Radio Show. Don't forget to join us for another episode next time. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes. You can also check us out on Facebook, and don't forget to visit the Social Psychic YouTube channel. Until next time, it's a big world out there. Keep an open mind, embrace your paradigms, and know that the universe is always yours to explore. At Baker's, no matter where you order free pickup, you get the same great deals as you'd get in store. So you can save when you order during band practice or at the dog park or wherever. Start your cart with the Baker's app and save from wherever today. Baker's, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum restrictions may apply. Subject to availability. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An electric cast production. See you there. Electric acid. Electric acid. Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing where we harmonize your mind, body, and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. 
Together we explore vibrations, frequencies and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today. Electric Acid.